This is David Alexander, head coach at the Broken Arrow Tigers. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. I'm Charlie Hannema, joined by the head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers, David Alexander. The Tigers are coming off a big 45-8 win over Edmund Memorial, 7-2 and two on the season, 5-1 and one in district play. And, Coach, you were able to have some success and have a whole bunch of fun on senior night last week. It was fantastic. You know, um, we could, I don't think we could have scripted any better. You know, we were able to play, get every senior we have on the roster, which, by the way, is a bunch of them, 36. Uh, we were able to get them all in the football game, and they all were able to contrib- contribute to the win. Um, you know, of course, we, and we celebrate them before the game out there with their families and friends and uh, people that escort them through the tunnel. We'll get into the trenches of the Edmund Memorial game a little bit uh, in our next segment. But looking ahead, uh, this is kind of an interesting district race. Edmund Santa Fe turned out to be a little tougher maybe than, than people thought. Tough win at Jenks last week. And so now you kind of have to do some, some scoreboard watching this week. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we didn't play very good. I, you know, every coach is probably going to say that. You know, we, we gave um, – you know, we handed the ball to Edmund Santa Fe three times in that game and didn't get any turnovers. And they are – I mean, obviously, they're a very good football team. Offensively, you know, they can move the ball. They can do things. They've got weapons. They've got a great quarterback who's uh, very smart and shifty. Um, they've got a they're gonna have future All-American wide receiver out there. He's a sophomore, but he's getting all kinds of accolades. So, yeah, you know, there's still a chance we can win the district title. Um, but, you know – our, our main goal right now, is, since we put ourselves in this position, is uh, prepare for the playoffs as best we can. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to bring it up here in a little bit, Charlie, but uh, actually we may actually have, if we got our fingers crossed, we may have our top 22 players on the field this week for Enid. Let's talk about that because we've gone down this road, you know, week by week about the injury report, and it seems like last week we didn't really have any major injuries, and it sounds like you might be able to get some guys back. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, well, we're getting Corey Williams back. He missed he missed a game and a half. Um, Kewan Tolbert is he's probably back up to 85 percent, and uh, you know we really would like to get him to play a, a few snaps this game, uh, just kind of get his legs back under him, uh, getting ready for the first round of playoffs. You know, uh, Darian Moss is back. Uh, he's going to play linebacker. Man, we're excited to have him back. Uh, and then obviously the right the number one guy that we we haven't seen in five weeks is Miles Slusher. Um, you know he practiced uh, Monday, had a great practice, and then you know we'll see if he comes back in Tuesday how sore he is or if he's going sore. He's going to be sore, probably not in the ankle um, because he's had enough time off. But you know he hasn't you know he hasn't practiced in, in a long time. So, um, but we we plan on him playing Friday night against Enid. Take me through how you balance that because. You're right. You want to get these guys out there, and you need to get them some time, but you don't necessarily need them out there in a game like this against Enid. So how do you balance that versus, you know, you got to get them a little something because you don't want to just sure. throw them back out in a playoff game where they haven't played in, in weeks or you know, right. months, if it was Miles' case. Right. Yeah, well, we had, we sat down over the weekend as, as a full staff and right, planned that and mapped it out as best we can. In games, you know, there's a turnover here or, or a long touchdown. You, you know, you, you run a long touchdown here or there. So things can change, but we would really like to see uh, Miles go play um, roughly a half of football, right, 20 to 25 snaps. Um, if he can get 25 snaps, then we can build on that for the next week where he can go play 60 or 70 
um, in the next in the next game. We were talking about this as we were walking over to the studio. Is that he's only played in in eight quarters of football over yeah. four games. So your best player on defense or your most highly recruited player on defense, at least you've barely seen this year. Yeah, you know we obviously he started as a sophomore and started as a junior, and you know and, and then we saw him. You know, I mean, we all know what Miles can do. Everybody does, right? That's why Miles is. Everybody understands who Miles Slusher is, but he's you know he's played. Yeah, maybe 75 snaps this year. You know, he's played in parts of four games, uh, which is really – I mean, he's only played in parts of eight quarters um, during the season. So, you know, getting him out there is a is not just a boost to, um, you know, him and, and uh, us as coaching staff, but, you know, the rest of the team, the rest of the defense knows how good Miles is in, and it'll be a big boost of confidence to everybody. What does that do – for your defense, just from a scheme standpoint, when opponents have to figure out where number nine is out there, well, which is you know, which is the, the that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, we made the move from or miles from corner to safety as a junior because now it's so much more difficult for for an offense to scheme away from him. You know, when he was playing corner, if he's playing corner this year, you know, we we see all the balls going the other side of the field. Um, but when he's at safety, it's so it's so difficult. He can because he loves because he's he's unique as a high school player. We actually have two safeties that do this, but he loves to get down in the run fit, which is um, not as a rare as a rarity for a high school safety. Just getting started here on Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Coming up next, we'll look back in depth at Broken Arrow's forty-five-eight senior night win over Edmond Memorial, and a little bit later, quarterback Jake Rains joins in our player segment. This is Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Keep your eye on the tight end on the right side. Well, there you go. Keller's out of the special K formation. They're going to say Andrew Rame out for a now. touchdown. Rame is open in the end zone. If Teller can hit him, and he's got him! Oh touchdown! God, Broken awesome. arrow! Andrew Raymond, senior night, hauls it in. <laughs> what a play, Coach Alexander, as we bring you back to Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib. You, you said on one of your interviews that that play was called Boomer. Just let's let's right. start. I mean, you can't start senior night anywhere, but that touchdown pass that Isaiah Keller was able to sure. throw to Andrew Raymond. Well, how, how fantastic was that? You know, uh, you know, Andrew's done so much for the program, um, you know, and he's he's a celebrated athlete. Uh, All-American, two-time All-American, will be will be a three-time All-American when this season gets done. And, you know, you've heard me say this many, many times, uh, Charlie. He's as good an athlete as we have on the team. It's just that he's in a 6'4", 295-pound body. He can throw, he can catch, he can kick. And so um, it was kind of fun. You know, we, uh, Andrew had been begging Coach Wilkinson all season to catch a pass. Uh, you know, because he ran it, he got a handoff last year for a touchdown. So, you know, we worked on it for a couple of weeks and uh, we were able to sneak it in there. And if you watch the game on AeroVision or you saw the highlight, the my favorite part is the look on Andrew's face after he scored. <laughs> you know, he kind of gave the smile to the to the jungle, and I think some of them weren't quite sure who that was because sure. he threw another number on him to make him eligible and right. say, "Who's this ninety-five? And they go, "Wow, it's Rame!" And yeah. he just had yeah, this look on his face; he could see it through his helmet. He was grinning ear to ear, and he was loving it, and as just. Well, it, of was course fun. it was fun, but it was also a pretty cool play. Oh, it was a great play. Yeah, there was, you know, with uh, the way Keller was had run the ball the week before, 
you know, getting in that formation, you know, any any defense in that situation would have been all flying over to, over to one side and, you know, Andrew's going to be wide open or whoever was in that play was going to be wide open. Just a matter of whether Kelly's going to be able to plant his feet and look back across the field and find Andrew so he can make an accurate throw. Yeah, and, and Keller threw a strike. because that, Sometimes that can be – you see that guy so sure. wide open and you know this is the big play and then it ends up in the stands or it right. bounces or something. But Keller threw it. A, a dart. He did a great, great throw. Um, Andrew was even complaining, not complaining, you know, because he was, like I said, a big smile on his face, like you said. Man, I was a little high, so I could have made a one-handed catch. And, you know, and they had a great time with it. Uh, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. The game started off with an eight-play, 67-yard drive. Sanchez Banks busted a 37-yard touchdown run to give you the early lead. And then uh, Keon Barnett. That guy has some moves, man. He does. He put another move on a kid, and, yeah. and Keller had a great block on that one. Uh, 21-yard touchdown pass to make it 14 nothing. What do you remember on that one? Well, you know, that's one of – you know, we're going to talk to Coach – we're going to talk to Jake Rains here in a little bit. You know, that's on Jake. It's an RPO, really. It's a handoff or throw um, option for him. Um, and if they've got – got three receivers out there. If they've got three guys, just three guys covering, then he's going to stand up and throw it out to – uh, Keon, if there's four guys out there, you know, trying to double Keller or double one of the guys, then he'll hand the football off. Uh, so Jake made a great read, threw the ball out there to Keon, and you know, Keon, um, his whole life up until this season has been a running back. So he's really he's he's got all that stuff. He's not afraid of contact, and he's he's really thick in the lower body. He's good, he's, a, he's good with the ball in his hands. It was 14 nothing after one early in the second quarter. You get another touchdown pass from Jake to Tory Dillard and. That one was in the end zone, a 10-yard score, and a nice catch by Torrey there. Yeah, man, I'm, I, I love Torrey Dillard. Um, for a young man that I haven't really known very well, what a, what a special uh, young man he is. And then we went from 21 nothing to 28 nothing. That was the Andrew Ram touchdown that we talked about. And after <laughs> that, uh, just a couple plays later, they go three and out, and Keon Barnett is the lucky one to recover a fumble on that punt in the end zone. Um, your special teams, man, the punt block was – was crazy all night they could have blocked about four of them and then yes i think that one just went right through the wickets on the punter because he heard the footsteps he, and man, he looked saw up. the cavalry coming and yeah, you yeah. see it on film he kind of peeks up a little bit to see there's all those black jerseys coming and just yeah drop the ball hey man this is gonna hurt and he got the poor young man got hit pretty hard um but hey touchdown special teams those are always huge plays 35 nothing at the half and then second half uh, Sanchez Banks tacked down another one, a 13-yard touchdown run. Tyler Crawford had a 22-yard field goal, and then he kind of went down the depth chart and got multiple guys in, and and uh, Edmund Memorial gets on the board with a minute 41 left to make it 45-8. to eight. But, you know, the team stats uh, were pretty impressive. You guys, I mean, what more can you say? You really kind of controlled sure. the game. Jake was 8 of 16 passing or 7 of, of 15. We throw in one from Keller, and I know you'd like yeah. that percentage up a little bit, but he made some really good throws. He made some great throws. Um, he, you know, he commanded the football game. He, he did as well as he's ever done as far as making um, decisions on the RPOs. You know, obviously, we don't throw it a bunch, but, you know, you know, we're putting a lot on his plate for a young kid. You know, we're putting as much on his plate as we did those seniors last year, uh, just a junior, and, but you have to. You know, we have to start practicing that stuff, get ready for the playoffs. Individual stats that jump out. Sanchez Banks, another massive game. 21 carries, 155 yards, two touchdowns, and – and that was without playing a lot of the second half, really, right? Because Julian Mosley had had sixty yards rushing, and a couple other guys were in there: Lance Young and uh, Matthews. And so, I mean, Sanchez could have hit two hundred if he kept him in the whole game for sure. Yes, he could have, man. Um, I, I've never been 
more proud of of a single individual's growth uh, during a single season as as I am of Sanchez. It's been amazing. Um, such a great story. If you look back at the defense too, because sometimes when we do these game recaps, it's hard to to give the defensive guys as many shout outs. But Jalen Moss, three tackles for loss and a sack. I mean, he's had an incredible season. Good senior night for him, and and to have Darian back with seven tackles. I mean. Those Moss brothers, man, they're they're, they're huge. Yeah, they're, they're they've been fantastic, you know. And Jalen, we've actually, you know, we've added some stuff to Jalen. This is not, which is something you, surprisingly to say for a defensive lineman, but because um, we're moving him all over the place now, we're we're moving him from nose to tackle to defensive end. Tried to find our best matchups, and uh, and that was really his first significant play at defensive end, and he did a great job. Defensive wise, when you look at like individual tackle stats, none of them really jump off the page, frankly, because starters didn't play a whole lot right. and memorial didn't run a whole lot of plays and so it's hard to have a bunch of tackles right. when it's three and out and three right. and, out and, and you know maybe they get five plays on this drive but uh you know Zeno marcuselli was big and he had a sack and he, you know his pass rush i mean it, the, the way that your guys can fly off the edges i think is, is something to talk about because your defensive line obviously gets that push but you've had so many times this year where you've got players chasing down running backs on the backside. Right. And you think about, like, Corey Williams in the Jinx game, and they were right. – and Moss did it a couple times from defensive end, and it's like, that. they're not even accounting for you because you're on the other side right. of the field, and how's that guy making the tackle? <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's scheme, and then it's, it's tremendous effort. You know, we've always talked about um, Coach Hill, uh, his practices, you know, creating competition to get to the football. You know, and if you practice everybody running the football, then you're going to get that on on Friday nights as well. Absolutely. Tigers in great shape heading into Enid uh, Friday night. 7 o'clock kickoff will be on the Animal at the pregame show at 6.30. Also have that for you on AeroVision. Coach Alexander and I will take a timeout back with quarterback Jake Raines. After this, you're listening to the Inside Tiger Football presented by Rip Crib. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Time now for our player segment, and we're joined this week by junior quarterback Jake Raines. Jake, thanks for joining us, man. Tell us um, what it's been like as your first year as a starting quarterback for Broken Arrow. Uh, it's It's been great. I mean, this has been my dream ever since I was little. You know, been living in Broken Arrow almost my entire life, and I've been coming to Broken Arrow games since I was six, seven, eight years old. And to come out there in the tunnel and be the starting quarterback, it means a lot. I know you got some time as a sophomore last year, kind of in a cleanup role, but just how much different was it the first time you ran out on the field and you were the starter and and this was the big time? Oh, it's a lot different. My first time playing a varsity game last year, we played against Norman at Norman. There was 80 people there at the most. Then we come out against Mansfield beginning of the year, and there's, what, 8,000 people there. It was a whole lot different, but it was it was exciting. I loved it. Take me through this season. Where do you think you've improved from game one to we're going into game 10 this week? Um, I've grown a lot in my uh, comfortability, you know, just being able to sit back there and make the right reads and make the right decisions, you know. Not only that, just being a leader too. Uh, I have a lot of people looking at me and people looking up to me. I, I, I feel like I've improved a lot in that area. Confidence-wise, what does it do for you when you've got a guy like Andrew Rame and some of those other big fellows up front that you know that – we can hand the ball off and, and run behind Rame uh, against almost anybody. Oh, it makes it a whole lot easier. It makes my life a lot easier. It makes me a whole lot more comfortable because then that takes a lot a lot of pressure off of me and I don't have to do as much. What, uh, 
what's Isaiah Keller like? What's it like throwing to him? Because we've talked to him and we've seen him, you know, over the past couple of years. But from a guy that gets to throw to him, tell me what what he's like. Uh, it's exciting. It's a lot. It's a lot easier than most people because you can put anywhere near him. He's probably he's he's going to come up with it most of the time. And he's not only that, he's a great leader and he he does a lot for our team. But he's a great playmaker and he does a lot for us. Kind of tell me about where this offense is and. You know, you always talk about peaking at the end of the season. It seems like lately you guys have added a couple of wrinkles and you've you've really been clicking on all cylinders. You know, it took a little bit to gel at the beginning of the year, it looked like, but talk to me about where you guys are now. We're pretty we're pretty gelled. I mean, it took us a while to get there, but we we've really started to mesh and we've really become together lately. Practices have become a lot more smoother and you know, games obviously it showed. So it I mean, we've become together a lot better lately, so uh, they'll only they'll only improve as we move on. Talking with junior quarterback Jake Rains and, and Coach Alexander, I bring you back into this conversation. And just where do you think Jake has grown? And just kind of talk to me about him as a quarterback because it's been a while since we've had a junior starting quarterback here at BA. It's been a long time. Well, and his the process has been exactly as the coaches had hoped way back in early August. You know, when we knew Jake was going to be the starting quarterback, you know, we were uh, we were able to win those a few games early. Um, and not put a lot of pressure on him, you know, not ask him to do a whole lot, uh, you know, and we were able to sneak out some wins. And as the season's gone on, right, we've put some more stuff on his plate, uh, you know, checking protections, you know, getting us in the right run, getting us to make sure we're in the right um, formations, the kids are all lined up correctly. And so, you know, because you get into the playoffs, and we're, one, we're a week away, but as you're, you know, we're talking about the playoffs now. Uh, at practice, because you get in the playoffs, the quarterback's going to have to make plays. We're going to play some games in the playoffs that it's going to be third and eight or third and nine. You know, we're not going to we're going to be behind the change, and the quarterback's going to have to make the play to get first down. Coach Alexander talked about not putting a whole lot on your plate to start, but you come out in that Mansfield game, and it's like nine of ten, and you throw three touchdowns, and you're stepping up in the pocket and making all these big time throws. Tell me about that game. Just thinking back on it and realizing, you know, like you talked about with all those people in the stands, that being your starting debut, to have some success like that. It was it was almost surreal. I mean, that was that was crazy to me because I honestly didn't expect that for myself. I mean, I you know, you always have to have confidence in yourself, but I honestly didn't think I was going to get there and have one incompletion and three touchdown passes on my first, my first start ever. Coach, what's Jake like? Because I know mentally as a quarterback, it's, it's a tougher position than a sure. lot because – a lot rides on your quarterback as opposed to, you know, if, if you're the left guard, you obviously have an important role, but right. it's not as visible. Right. Well, you know, being the quarterback, you're the leader of the, of the offense, whether you really are excited about being a leader or not. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, the biggest thing that Jake brings to the table as far as being a leader and a quarterback is his just belief in himself, his calmness. Um, he never seems rattled. You know, he's never too high or too low, whether he's – you know, just completed a touchdown pass or, you know, thrown an interception or, you know, or made the wrong read. You know, he doesn't seem to get down on himself. And he doesn't seem to, you know, now he he celebrates touchdowns, but like we all do, but he doesn't, you know, lose control of, uh, you know, understanding that there's still a lot of football left in a football game. Jake Raines is our guest, and I'll get you out of here on this. Just curious, where do you focus on trying to improve yourself now as, as – we push towards that playoffs. What's the part of your game that you try and focus on? Being able to decipher what the defense is doing because I've never had to do that before, and that's a whole new, 
whole new area for me. So being able to uh, pre-snap, know what they're doing, and know their whole personnel and everything, that's, that's big for me. Awesome. Jake Rains is our guest here on Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. We'll send him to Rib Crib for being on the show tonight. Jake, thanks for the time, and good luck Friday night against Deedon. Thank you. That's Tiger quarterback Jake Rains. Coach Alexander and I will take a timeout back to break down Friday's matchup with the Enid Plainsman after this. One final segment of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanneman and Coach Alexander back with you here as we look ahead to the final regular season game of the year. Hard to believe we're already there. The Tigers take on the Enid Plainsman on the road Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff on the Animal with the pregame show at 6.30 on Aerovision a little bit before the top of the hour. Coach, uh, it's not a secret that the Plainsmen have struggled since sure. moving up to 6A1. No. I mean, they 0-9 on the season, 0-10 last year. 76 nothing last year at Broken Arrow with um, a number of players playing. It was the first time we had ever heard of a guy named Marion Horn. Right. Uh, turned into a yeah, couple of scholarship time. offers for him. <laughs> yeah. How do you approach a game like this? Well, you know, the kids, our, our kids, our players, they're, they're not stupid. They, you know, they see Twitter. They know Enid struggles, and they know that, you know, we're a much better football team. Uh, you know, the, the message is when you play a game like this, it's probably good that it's the week before the playoffs, right? Because so we can start talking about uh, playoff scenarios and who we're going to work on and and what do we need to do to get better. And you can keep the kids focused that way. Um, because if this game was, you know, week two, three, four, five, you know, there's there's a really good chance of losing focus. I think that since it's week 10 and, you know, the playoffs are, you know, when we kick this game off, playoff game is seven days away, um, they'll, they'll be focused up. Um, it'll be a long road trip out there to Enid, but uh, we'll be all right. How many guys will you bring out there? Yeah, you know, we usually just take a travel squad and we go to the west side, which is about, you know, it, it varies, but it's 58 to 62. We're going to take more uh, kids. Uh, so when, when we sub out all our guys, you know, we don't ever have to worry about if a, if a second team guy sprains his ankle, we don't have to worry about putting a starter back in. So we're going to take, I think the travel squad's up to 72, so another 14 or 15 players. Makes sense. The district race uh, really comes down to what happens in the Edmund Santa Fe Norman game. If uh, the Wolves can get knocked off, so if the Norman Tigers can take care of business, Broken Arrows the district champs, and uh, if Santa Fe wins, we'll be number two. But a home playoff game either way, and right. the West Side matchups um, kind of have been bouncing back and forth. And so it's it yeah. kind of just <laughs> depends. Some years, like last year, was, was a little more clear. We yeah. knew more was coming, and this year. You know, with it not being clear if we're going to be the one or the two, there's a whole. I mean, there's there's four or five teams that we could potentially face. Yeah, there's we could see we could see everybody except Owasso over there in that in that race. Um, you know, Union could go from anywhere from second to fourth. Um, you know, Mustang can be second to fourth. Moore can be third or fourth, and Putnam City could be fourth. So it, it, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. There's, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that has still happened in our district because I'm sure Union and the Wasso are staying the, saying the same thing about our district. You know, I mean, Jinx could be second or out of the playoffs depending on what happens to them Friday night. So uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a crazy year. It's, it's going to be fun for the fans. Coach Alexander, thanks for the time. Good luck. Friday night, keep everybody healthy against the Union Plainsman. Appreciate it, Charlie. Thank you, buddy. That's David Alexander. I'm Charlie Hanema. This has been Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. To listen back to today's episode of Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib, or to listen to previous episodes, podcast us on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud.
Just search Broken Arrow Public Schools.